What's up, guys? Uh, I'm just letting you know for 10 cents a day. Let me repeat. 10 cents a day. You can be a lucky subscriber to the best damn Patreon in the world, Daydreamer Media. You can get exclusive content, awesome videos, and we have great stuff coming up very soon. So again, for 10 cents a day, you become the Daydreamer Media Fantasy Expert subscriber. What's chilling? What's chilling, y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. I am your host, Big Gain, your boy JJ. And with me today, I got Ryan. What's up, guys? You know the Twitter R O K K O Daydreamer. That's a pretty good uh, intro you got there. Ten cents a day? How long does that? 10 cents a day, and I just get it for one day, right? That's how that works. Well, you know what? You should wait, because I have no idea how Patreon works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I am uh, uh, on that 10 Keone, cents a do you day. Know? Yeah, yeah, Keone, do you know what? 10 cents a day, I only get one day of, of Fantasy Daydreamers content, right? No! For the low, low price of 10 cents a day! You get the exclusive Daydreamer content for a month, every month, as long as you subscribe. <laughs> and that is, yeah, yeah, that's Keone. Keone, where can they find you? The people find you on Twitter. Oh, yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. Or, yeah. And you guys can find me at JJ Daydreamers. Let's get into some news. All right. First up. Chargers tight end Darnell Parham suffered a concussion in Thursday night's game. He immediately was taken to the hospital, but then he was released on Friday. So uh, it's it's not terrible, but it was looking scary there for a little bit. Uh, yes, it it was. Uh, so I'm glad he's okay. Um, and I mean, there was kind of a theme of this this week, but we'll we'll get into it as we discuss the news. Cardinals wide receiver Rondell Morris suffered an ankle injury. There's no timeline on him as of yet. Uh, but they've already lost DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the season. Now Rondell Moore goes goes down. AJ Green and Christian Kirk. Uh, hopefully they have some, some big games coming up for you. Bengals running back Joe Mixon suffered an ankle injury towards the end of the game. They won. They're good. I think Joe Mixon still plays. There's not an official timeline uh, out yet, but you'll have to wait and see. We'll have more information on Thursday's podcast. Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater suffered a head injury. He hit the ground hard. He was also taken off in a stretcher, taken to the hospital. Just some some big injuries this week. Some uh, like major real life injuries, not just football yeah. related injuries. It's like scary stuff. And it's like yeah. oh yeah, this 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 is why they try to make all those those changes 
and hopefully they keep improving on that stuff so this, you know, doesn't happen or doesn't yeah. happen as often. So, yeah. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard suffered a torn Achilles. His season is over. He's had an injury-plagued season all season long. This whole Giants offense really has been injured, beat up all season long. Uh, so it's just Sterling Shepard. He was kind of the lone bright spot early on in the season for fantasy on this team. And he went down with injuries, and now his season is over. Steelers then Pat... Firemuth suffered a concussion, and like we said all season long on this podcast, concussions are person-to-person. So, depending on how fast he gets through concussion protocol, I feel like he's been one of those top streaming options at the tight end position the last few weeks. So, hopefully, he'll come back and be able to play this week. The Buccaneers. Man, that Buccaneers-Saints game was something to not watch. (laughs) It It was there. It filled up space. It did. Uh, The Buccaneers had a few key injuries. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette all left Sunday night's game early. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin left in the second quarter. Leonard Fournette left in the third. Wide receiver Mike Evans suffered a hamstring injury. Uh, There's no timeline on him as of yet. Wide receiver Chris Godwin suffered a knee injury, a torn ACL. He will miss the rest of the season. Uh, That one's one's tough. And then running back Leonard Fournette suffered a hamstring injury, and there's no timeline on Leonard Fournette yet. Titans wide receiver. Oh, go for it. I was just going to say, it clearly affected them in this game. But, I mean, even with them on the field, they didn't look that great. The New Orleans the Saints. The Saints just have the Bucks number. I I wouldn't yeah. take this game too much in count in general. Even with the injuries, I just I thought the Saints were gonna win. Losing losing Godwin though hurts for them in the playoffs. Oh. Yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. Titans wide receiver Julio Jones was ruled out with a hamstring injury, like Ryan said. He was gonna mess up his hamstring we knew it was going to happen but they have designated uh, wide receiver aj brown to return from ir so hopefully he gets back on the field soon the lions signed practice running back craig reynolds practice squad running back craig reynolds to the active roster uh that's good for him also the duke johnson was signed to the dolphins active roster they both played in sunday's game so uh good for them for uh coming out playing looking pretty good and Getting uh, getting signed to the active roster. Mm, congratulations. All right, that'll do it for today's news. Let's move on to our waiver wire. All right, first, is there anyone you guys could not use for this list? They are over 33% rostered that people should be looking to add first. Got one guy that I could find. I'm sure there are more, but... Um, Hit me with not, not very many. Uh, Russell Gage, 54.6% rostered. Um, he definitely, in the absence of Calvin Ridley, has emerged as a guy or the guy for Matt Ryan. And they face Detroit in week 16, which is really nice. Um, I mean, despite them doing well against the Cardinals, I think that was more of um, a quote unquote hangover game for the Cardinals versus indicating that the lions are really good um 
he's getting a lot of targets um, with six being his lowest in the past five weeks, but 12 being the most. So that's pretty good. And so they're trying to get them the ball. And he's also getting decent yards with being targeted so much. So Russell Gage, especially with that matchup. I think I said it last week. I'll say it again. Dante Foreman, uh, 63% rostered. Uh, three straight weeks is over 10 fantasy points. Uh, he's leaning back in that backfield, running pretty hard. Um, San Francisco, Miami, next two games. Uh, good defenses, but you can run on him a little bit. So, Dante Foreman. Yeah, Dante Foreman is definitely a player that I got on my list. Still, we've had him on here for a while. Uh, so, yeah. I and mean, without Until Derrick Henry comes back, uh, Foreman's, Foreman's the guy there. Yeah, and I think he at one point like it looked like he had his hurt his ankle or something, but then it it was okay because he came back in the same game later. So I think he should be okay moving forward. All right, so let's get into our top three waiver wire ads of the week. These are players that are rostered in thirty three percent or fewer leagues, so they are available for you to go add. Who wants to start us off? Uh, I can start us off. Uh, so we were talking about it during the news. Uh, my number one guy is Tyler Johnson. He's going to have a big role in this offense. Uh, Mike with Mike Evans still uh, might be week to week. Godwin done for the season. I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown is still suspended for this game, and he can come back next week for the Jets. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm pretty sure he's. I suspended believe still. he is. No, he is back starting this week. This week? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, still working with. First first week back after what being off six seven weeks now eight weeks yeah the injury so, and then the three game suspension I do think Johnson is the main guy he's playing against Carolina the Bucks averaged thirty eight point five points against Carolina in twenty twenty um, he has Carolina and the Jets during Championship week I think Tom Brady destroys both his offenses gets back on that MVP track. Uh, over the last two weeks, he's caught seven of his ten targets, fifty-eight yards, which isn't a lot of yardage. But again, we do think he's—I do think he's going to get a high usage. And I think he's pretty talented, so I think Tyler Johnson is my number one guy. I think one percent rostered or one point seven percent rostered, so available yeah. in a lot, a lot of leagues. A lot, and I, a great dynasty pickup. I think. I mean. Mm. Uh, depending on what the Bucks do after Tom Brady finally does retire, if he ever does, um, I think Tyler Johnson's gonna... got a lot of talent, and Chris Godwin might not be there anymore. Is a free agent uh, after this year? Yeah, after this season. So, uh, who knows what Antonio Brown's going to do? I think uh, Tyler Johnson's pretty good at adding dynasty too. Uh, I can My go. number. Oh, go. Okay, go for it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Um, I I guess another guy who might be a good um dynasty pick. Um, but definitely, I think, based off the past few weeks, is a guy you can go with. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he is 24.4% rostered. I know I've had him on here for the past two weeks in terms of the, the waiver wire section. So hopefully the third time's the charm, though, and he gets, up, he gets past that 33% mark because he is the shiniest piece of corn on the turd that is the Lions team. He has had two touchdowns in three games, and he has been targeted at least 11 times in the past three games, with at least eight catches in each of those. He can come through big, um, especially since they face Atlanta and then Seattle, which are both pretty good matchups 
an ample opportunity for him, especially um, he's a good guy to pick up if you lost, say, a guy like Godwin, or, you know, there might be people out due to COVID. Who knows? It doesn't seem like it's stopping anytime soon. But at, regardless of that, Amon Rot St. Brown, I think, has proven himself to be the top guy on uh, this team. So, and yeah, he's just getting, and he, he gets, he gets targeted and he gets points and the end, and he gets in the end, end zone. Excuse me. Yeah. All right. My first player, MVS, Marquez Valdez Scantling, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He is 15.3% rostered and he's, he's an Aaron Rodgers wide receiver. I mean, the last four weeks, he's gotten five or more targets. He scored two touchdowns in that same span. This past week, he caught five of seven for 98 yards, got in the end zone, finished as a wide receiver seven. Going forward, they get Cleveland next week, which uh, that's a pretty good defense, but if they're still hurt from this COVID, it might be pretty good. And then they get Minnesota, which is most people's championship week, and we know how... Minnesota's defense is they're going to give up a lot of points uh, it's going to be a close game and if you happen to play into week 18 we don't recommend it but if you do they play Detroit and so MVS should tear up tear up the field there too so Marquez Valdez-Cantling is my number one my number two real quick because it's the same as Keone's number one Amon Ross St. Brown and it's I think Keone covered it perfectly so I'll make this really quick but Amon Ross St. Brown has stepped in to be the number one wide receiver right there in Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff, since they've been eliminated from the playoffs, hasn't looked too bad. He's played pretty decent. I mean, he made some really good throws against uh, a really good Cardinals defense. And so uh, if you can trust Jared Goff just a little bit, uh, I think you can definitely trust Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, moving to my number two and sticking with the same team, it's going to be Craig Reynolds uh, over the last two weeks. 40 touches, 200 or 40 total touches, 216 total yards. Uh, next two matchups is against Atlanta and Seattle. Uh, I do think I do think that Atlanta's defense isn't very good. I think you can run on him. I do think he'll be effective. Uh, Swift is expected to return to practice, according to Chris Burke of The Athletic. But Dan Couple still says he's week to week, day to day. So maybe if he does uh, return, he's not in a full role. So Craig Craig Reynolds can um, keep playing. But I heard they like him. Obviously, they did sign him to that roster. I think he'll still be a big part of um, week sixteen versus Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, is he is he number forty five? Do you know? Because there's somebody like. Regardless, I think he's the guy who like he got like. Yeah, he's been used the past few weeks, and so yeah, he's he's forty six. Okay, I think that's yeah. So yeah, they've been using him a lot, and I think he got in the end zone even. Um, another guy who got in the end zone is my number two. It's Gabriel Davis, twelve point six percent rostered, and although he has a tough game versus New England in Week sixteen, I think the Bills are hungry for revenge based off the last time they faced New England. And New England potentially has an opening, given how they lost to the Colts this uh, this past week. So hopefully, you know, that leaves them open for an opportunity. And I think it 
I think the Bills are fighting for a top spot in the division based off this game. So that's more incentive for them to, uh, to win. He has been targeted eight times and seven times in the past two weeks. But most importantly, as I said, the past three games, he has four touchdowns. So he is finding the end zone, which is huge for playoffs. So Gabriel Davis, you, he's available. And he finds the end zone. My number three player is Craig Reynolds, like Ryan talked about. He did not find the end zone. He has yet to find the end zone still. He did go over 100 rushing yards, though, on Sunday. Um, yeah, finishing the top 12 running backs. I mean, yeah, Ryan, Ryan covered it really well. DeAndre Swift might come back, but uh, Craig Reynolds is not going to go away completely. Uh, he's going to still get some work. So. Pretty good, pretty good ad there. Throw him in there as my third ad. Uh, for my number three waiver wire, this is only for PPR leagues, full PP, uh, full point PPR. Amir uh, Abdullah. You know, Ooh. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it right at all. It doesn't Wait. say it, it does. The listeners need it. No, I'm not gonna do this right. They need to know JJ, who to add. JJ, put it in there. JJ, please do it for me. Amir Abdullah. All right. Uh, six out of the last seven games, he has four or more targets. Uh, he goes against Tampa this week, and Tampa allows, um, obviously, they're good against a run, but they're bad against pass-catching running backs. They are second in targets allowed and first in allowed catch, uh, catches allowed and six in yards allowed. Uh, they do allow the backs to catch the ball, about the ball out, and then he's the pass-catching back. I think Carolina gets blown out, but maybe he can sneak into the end zone like he did last week. On a little um, Texas route or something, you know? We'll see, we'll see what happens. Really, for PPR leagues only, he doesn't get that many um, rushing attempts. That's more of Chuba's role, but he is getting targets. Mm. Yeah, this when I saw you had this, this was interesting, because like, Tampa Bay and New Orleans are like the top two running defenses. <laughs> yeah, um, but he, he but- does not run it. He does literally, I think, has four or less carries. He is a pass-catching back, and I... I I do like this matchup for him. No, that's see, that's why that's why we do the 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 we go the extra mile. You know, you think, oh, Amir Abdul, and he has terrible matchups. No, this is a big brain move because of the PPRness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Tampa Bay, I have as my number three guy Ronald Jones, who is twenty three point four percent rostered. And JJ is shaking his head, but hear me out, hear me out. You can't trick me, devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Leonard Fournette, a.k.a. Playoff Lenny, a.k.a. Leonard Fortutties, a.k.a. The Tampa Bay Terror, a.k.a. Captain Jack Beard, a.k.a. Captain Running Back Sparrow, a.k.a. Sir Francis Take It to the House, potentially missing time <laughs> with, uh, you know, because we, we don't know the extent of his injury. Jones would be the lead back in Tampa Bay, and he had ten. Wait, ton- are you forgetting? Bruce Arians is a bitch. Oh, Where, you're where's? A- <laughs> 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 they're gonna they're gonna get uh, what's his name? The mustache guy you didn't like? Hey, he changed it. Giovanni so, Bernard. Yeah, he, Bernard's he's, he's out. Though. Bernard's. He's, oh, he's out. He's on IR. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh man, maybe Bruce Arians will be forced. See, see, it's a big brain move. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so when he went out, he had uh, 10 touches, including eight on the on the ground. Um, and they go get up against the Panthers, and then they also go up against the Jets, which is the big one. And that's in your championship week. I don't know. I don't know if Leonard Fournette will be out that long, but still, if he is, you have you have Ronald Jones. So just I'm doing this in spite of the bitchness of Bruce Arians. It's gonna be a Keyshawn Vaughn week. You know it. <laughs> just watch. Tiny running back coming out the backfield, gonna catch a lot of dump downs from Brady. Keyshawn Vaughn. It's, ah man. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about Ronald Jones. He let Fair me enough. down this year quite a bit. So, is there anyone you guys are dropping this week? Um, maybe KJ Osborne because he didn't do this great in this game. Um, or in the, in the was Monday prime night game. for a big game, right? Was prime for a big game. Chicago didn't have any of their defensive backs there, and but I mean, it's the Vikings. They're gonna. I know they ran the ball. They're going to play to their opponent. <laughs> I mean, really? Well, but it shows you how bad that the 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 Bears are. They still lost by two two scores. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my god. Um, but I would say I hope you know Adam Thielen's going to come back. It's been a few weeks now, so it that was, com- it was a, a game day decision. I wouldn't okay. say game time because they decided a little bit early, but. Um, He's slowly making his way back, so hopefully he'll be able to play this week. So yeah, um, and then plus they didn't. Yeah, he had a bad game in a, a crucial week. So yeah, I think especially with, I think if Thielen comes back for sure, you can drop him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, um, I was thinking uh, Chuba, just because they do he do, they do play Tampa, New Orleans next two weeks, and he's been he hasn't really gotten anything going on the run game. Mm. And if he's not here, I think he has he hasn't had two targets since they played New England. He's had uh only one target, I think, in three games. So I just don't know if he has any real value if he's not gonna be yeah. able to run on those teams. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, uh Well also the key factor in that is if they get within like the five yard line, Cam Newton's gonna run it in. So there goes he gets vultured there. So he's probably yeah. not gonna get a touchdown unless he breaks one off which I don't see happening. He doesn't have that kind of... He's not that type of back, really. Yeah, if he's your fourth back, fourth running back, I think you can drop him. If you got three running backs above him, mm. yeah, I agree. Especially for one of these guys that we already said. Yeah, besides uh, Chris Godwin, you could drop. That's obvious. Julio mm. Jones, you can get rid of. You, you don't need him anymore. Uh, Sterling Shepard, the obvious ones. Mm. All right. That'll do it for our waiver wire. Let's move on to the recap. What are two takeaways you guys had from this week's slate of games? Brian, you want to you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so, like we talked about earlier, uh, Urban Meyer has been fired. Uh, so it is now free James Robinson. Uh, he did get twenty one touches for eighty eight yards and a touchdown. Uh, the main thing for me is is that this Jags offense is still bad. Uh, the Jags are last in points scored and points per and aver- points average per game uh, this season. The last time they scored more than twenty points was in October, October seventeenth. Um, the thing about James Robinson is if the team isn't able to score, I do like him getting the touches and the volume 
but you know that there's some type of ceiling. I just think that he's going to be a low-end running back, too. He, they, he, they do play against the Jets, and so they could win that game. The Jets are bad against the run. He can have a big game, but then he goes against... Sorry, I gotta move something. It's blocking my vision. He goes against the Pats, and I would bench him for that. Um, so see in the championship game, I wouldn't want to start him. I just think he's a low-end RB2 to flex play. Um, but I am happy he's back. So, uh, shout out to James Robinson. You are freed. Go do your thing next week. And then uh, my next wait, takeaway wait, wait. is... Just, our, sorry, go. <laughs> James Robinson, if you follow us on Instagram, we talked about... We put a post out on Saturday about James Robinson. Yep. Breakout James Robinson uh, week. Uh, we, we saw it coming. So if you guys want those insights before they actually happen... FF Daydreamers on Instagram, FF Daydreamers on Twitter. And Follow fantasy, us. fantasydaydreamers.com, where Ian had the initial article saying to start James Robinson. There you go. So, great insight. Great job, team. Uh, next up is the Chiefs offense. Uh, in a big week, uh, Patty, Kelsey, and Hill are all top two in their position in scoring. For the week so far, uh, the Chiefs scored 30 uh, points back-to-back for the first time since October. Um, I'm really excited. I know Kelsey got put on the COVID list today, uh, but they are going to play the Steelers, and the Steelers have allowed 36 or more points in three of the last five games. And I do think the Chiefs will win. And during Steeler losses, they give up 32.5 points per game. Uh, I just think the Chiefs will be able to do what they want, especially going on this playoff run. I am pretty excited for um, just Chiefs offense. I do hope Kelsey makes it back. If he doesn't, man, that would that'd really suck. I mean, yeah, it was in, it was that was probably the best game of the week. Because um, oh, by far that like that was exciting. It was kind of like big energy, like big plays happened. A lot of misses though on both sides. Um, so, I mean, that I'm sure plenty of people have talked about, you know, the Chargers, whether they should have gone for it or not and stuff like that. But, you know, that's just kind of how they play. And it just didn't go their way. You know, it just happens sometimes. Um, so there's some positive things there. But, you know, what I like to say, you know, in, in terms of keeping a silver lining, if you're a Chargers fan, I'd rather lose to the, the Chiefs now than win that win this week and then lose to them in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, that was just an exciting game where the studs did their job. Um, but speaking of games where the, the studs did not do their job where there were some, there were some upsets this week, um, including the saints slowly, but surely beating the Buccaneers, <laughs> which you love to see unless you're a Bucks fan or a Tom Brady fan. But if that's the case, you, you've had it good for long enough. Uh, it, was <laughs> nice to, it was nice to see him getting shut out for the first time since 2006, where he lost to the Nick Saban Dolphins. Remember that, folks? Kind, maybe? Not really? <laughs> um, this was also the first time he lost in a game where the opponent didn't have a touchdown, I believe. I heard that during the broadcast. So uh, great stuff from the Saints, even though it was a terrible, terrible game. <laughs> um, and even better stuff 
from the Detroit Lions. Really make you think the Cardinals just look like a bunch of bitches out there. Um, but I guess Jared Goff is now 8-1 against the Cardinals. So that's that's good for him, I guess. So there's one record Plays that well, you can... Yeah. <laughs> Plays really well against the Cardinals for some reason. Yep, maybe he should have... Uh, so one, he needed to stay with Sean McVay and then only play the Cardinals. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Lions actually looked like a competent team. Whereas the Cardinals looked awful. And it's another game where they didn't run very much. And I know James Conner was kind of injured, but still you had Chase Edmonds back. It's just utilize the run game. Like it, it, it works for you. Anyways, um, another one that was not quite an upset, and, but it was close, closer than I thought it should be. Um, but shout out to the Miami Dolphins, who are still keeping the 10-7 and 7 dream alive. Yeah. <clears throat> My second takeaway, and I've, I know I've said it before, but the Cowboys underperforming again. I know they got the win in a division game, and now they have 10 wins on the season. Hooray, hooray. But I don't think they should feel good about this. Like, they do not look good in terms of their offense. Like, they're not the high-powered offense that they once were. And for fantasy, which is what we're talking about, they're playing very bad. Or, like, not well enough to what you want. Um, Zeke? Like, and you drafted these guys probably first in their division or first in their position, a lot of them. Zeke seems like he's lost a lot of steam, and that's probably due to his nagging injury he's had, but it's made him a touchdown dependent for a good score. The receivers are kind of a toss up every week because who knows who will do well if any do do that well. And then there's Dak. It all comes down to Dak. The, the pride and joy, Jerry's boy, you know, Dizzy Dak and the Chinese chicken. Uh, he's scored under 15 points. Uh, fantasy points in three straight weeks depending on your scoring and in each of those he's had at least one turnover so for a team who came into the season white hot they are now starting to fizzle out and lose a lot of stamina they are like that uh that boastful kind of like douchebag guy at the bar who talks a big big game and on on the rare occasion that he does get lucky he lasts less than a minute only to tell you there's cab fare as he rolls over and immediately falls asleep. So that's who the Cowboys are right now. Did you hear about the bet that they, that the Cowboys made? Uh, more touchdowns or more turnovers? What would they finish the game with? And the defense won. They got more turnovers than the offense scored touchdowns. So, yeah. It's just... just it's, it's not it just good. It kind of shows you where they're at. Their defense is a lot better than we all thought gave them credit for during the off season and they they get a ton of turnovers they do give up uh, quite a bit of yards they do give up some touchdowns but they get a ton of turnovers and give this offense so much to work with and the offense yeah it's definitely let us down uh in the fantasy community Mm. all right my takeaway my first takeaway when is debo samuel going to get running back eligibility like come on fantasy football platforms just let me put him into the running back position because that's what he is now in the last five games he's played he's carried the ball almost double the amount of targets that he's gotten not receptions targets he's had five or less targets in every game and five or more carries in every game and he scored at least one rushing touchdown in all five games 
So here we go. Let's make Debo Samuel the running back for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan loves him. Finally, we, he can agree with the rest of the community that he's just going to use one running back. And really, he's not even going to because Jeff Wilson is still getting touches. Elijah Mitchell is still getting touches whenever he's not injured. But Debo Samuel is the one scoring touchdowns. He's getting very meaningful touches. And then he gets a few dump-off passes. You know, he, he does run a few routes, but he's mostly just being a running back now. And then my second takeaway was... Keone's Miami Dolphins starting 1-0 and then going 1-7 and now they're back on, well they're not on top but they're winning games out here. Six straight? I mean it's crazy. They do have the Saints next in New Orleans, then the Titans in Tennessee and then they play the Patriots so I don't know if they can hold this up but even whenever Jalen Waddle is not on the field, they're clear number one receiver out because of COVID. Devontae Parker finally stepped up, caught a touchdown pass. They did scare me a little bit there against the, a bad Jets team but they pulled it out. Good for them. Whenever Keone brought it up way earlier in the season i laughed so hard at it but it's it's feasible now it's it's definitely a possibility and it is crazy watching it happen so i brought it up as early as when they defeated baltimore which would have made them like either 2 and 7 or 3 and 7 so i've been saying but it after for a they while. beat baltimore that was their that was their third win okay so, so then th- yeah yeah. They beat the Patriots week one and then they lost like six in a seven, row, seven in a row. Seven, then... seven straight. And then they beat the Texans uh, and then they beat the Ravens. And that's when you said it. Yeah. I'm just like, Crazy. oh, it's a possibility that they could win out <laughs> like, and be. Jokingly. Hey, if you keep saying it, it's going to happen. So I, I, I really, really so want it to happen. I just, it would, it would make. Everything, I, I would just be so elated. Yeah. Just for the. They got some tough matchups, but yeah, it would make for a great story here on our podcast. It's, it's a possibility, is my, yeah. is my point. And hopefully, Jalen Waddle is um, like this. If there was a week to be out on COVID, like then never, there's never a week to be. But if there was a week to be, it would be this week. And uh, so, luckily, or hopefully, he's back. For the next three games, because they definitely need him in those games. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, take a second, like, subscribe, whatever, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Tell your friends because that really helps getting that word spread around. Helps us grow. And if you guys like our content, you guys can find all of it on our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. You guys got anything else to plug? Um, get get your get your gifts. Get a gift of of supporting <laughs> us, and mm. and other things, and support your everybody. The low low price of less than ten cents a day. You guys could support us for an entire year. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. pretty well, good. it would be ten cents a day. For for a year. For a year. $36 a year. $36 and less than $40 a year. Come on. Come on. Easy. That's and less. We that's, give you stuff. That's cheaper than your gym membership that you don't even go to. Bam. That's facts.
That is so, true. Come facts on, we know you. There. We know the listeners, the Daydreamer Squad. Come on, we know you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a happy holidays. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. So we know this week was a little weird. There were some two there are some Tuesday night games. So this podcast was recorded Monday night before we before those games took place. Just so you guys are aware.